0: Hello again. Welcome to another VW podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Aaron. Today, this is Silicon Valley Review. We are discussing Season 5, Episode 4 of Silicon Valley. This episode is called Tech Evangelist.
1: Not to be confused with Techie Evangelist. What would be
0: a Techie evangel- tech Evangelist? Somebody, a evangelist? Somebody,
1: somebody works in tech that lives in a van, you know, a Techie Evangelist. And they're also a part of Evangelist? Yeah. So tech evangelist,
0: the description on the internet was, Richard attempts to woo a new client. Gavin's team ponders a cryptic message. Jared gains intel from Big Head. You know, the Gavin's team pondering a cryptic message, that was actually really funny. Yeah. We'll get to that. But Aaron, I want to start with the beginning of the episode has our Silicon Valley heroes or Pied Piper heroes standing in front of Jin Yang's whiteboard, right? Where he had his brilliant ideas, which were just new in front of all these other existing companies. I wanted to get your take on these companies and see if you use them. Okay. Snapchat. No. Do you have a Snapchat account? I
1: think I have an account. I do not have the app on my phone. I used to have the app. I just don't understand. I don't understand Snapchat. Have you ever sent anything on Snapchat? I am sure that I
0: have. Have you ever received anything on Snapchat? Yes. When you do something on Snapchat, you can send it individually or to like a broadcast, right? You can treat it like Twitter, Right. right? Snapchat, to me, only seems to have one purpose, uh-huh. which I'm guessing that is not the purpose that is used for every day because there's millions and millions
1: of if people. I, if I'm on the same wavelength as you and I think you're thinking of the purpose, yeah, I think it's more, well, at least before the, the redesign of Snapchat and the, the scandal or kerfuffle that erupted because of that, I think it was used by the youth to, you know, with Instagram, if you post something on Instagram, it stays there. With Snapchat, it can be stupid, menial stuff that you know you might not want to just have it cluttering up your Instagram feed, but it might just be funny, like "Oh, look at this funny license plate." So Snapchat, I always thought it was videos. It's not necessarily videos; no, it can it's be videos and pictures because Instagram has moved to videos as well. Yeah, videos and yeah. pictures. But then also, I think part of the issue or part of the reason that maybe Snapchat has not been doing as well beyond was it kendall or kylie jenner or one Mm -hmm. of the jenner sisters saying that she doesn't use it Mm -hmm. um was the fact that instagram introduced instagram stories right which is essentially the same thing right
0: okay so that's snapchat so he had his new snapchat yep then facebook i'm not on facebook which i'm certain already exists
1: so have you ever been on facebook i have i i go back and forth uh in terms of being on or off facebook my preference is to be off facebook But there are some times that I'm planning events that I need to send out an invitation to a bunch of people and Facebook's the easiest way to do that.
0: Zillow. Yes. His his idea was new Zillow. Yes. Have you used Zillow for anything other than market research? Have you engaged any services out of it? No. I think Zillow was, if I remember correctly, created by a professor at Kellogg because I think one of my buddies was there in the late 2000s and he was telling us about it. I always find Zillow to be wildly inaccurate. Interesting. But a lot of people seem to use it. Yeah.
1: No, I remember back in... I don't know when Zillow... 2007 or so. Okay. So, yeah. So, that was before I went to law school. I worked at my family's real estate business briefly after college, before law school. And one of the things I remember is, I guess, Zillow was around then and it was a thorn in the real estate mm-hmm. industry's side right. because you'd get right. homeowners who wanted to list their houses for sale and they said, well, Zillow said right. my house is worth a million dollars and you go look at the house and the house is maybe worth 300000 Right. By the way, anytime you say my family's ex-business, it sounds so hoity-toity. Sorry. My uncle's real estate business where he has a franchise of home investors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. Does that sound hoity-toity? I didn't even know you should have kept it the first way. Okay, what about Expedia or New Expedia? You use Expedia. Uh yeah, not as much as I used to. I because use Because there's so many other competitors. Well, out I don't there. even I mean, I now I use Expedia just to basically check pricing because I I am a fan of booking directly through the hotel website. And and really that would be the only time I would use Expedia, if I'm flying, I'm going to fly American. So there's no point in checking Expedia. But yeah, for checking hotel prices, I'm not going to book through Expedia because if you want to get the points you want the through Starwood points. or Marriott or Hilton or any hotel, you got to book through their website. So that model is very interesting to me.
0: I'm with you 100%. I will use Expedia mostly because it's automatic pop up on kayak, but just to see and then I'll go directly yeah. to the to the site because I want the loyalty points. But there are so many travel price finders out there, right? So I think these guys must be getting some sort of kickback just for listing the hotels.
1: Yeah. I believe they're referred to as OTAs, online travel agents. Yeah. And I I think really what I think it is, is there is so much profit and so much upside built into these prices Mm -hmm. that the hotel companies and the airlines will say, sure, we'll, we'll give you give you a cut of this essentially to market it because airline companies, the hotel chains, they don't care. I'm just surprised that Expedia is still around given all the competitors that are out there. Expedia's
0: website feels 10 years old to me. And then you have these things like Hotels Tonight, right? If I'm ever in a bind,
1: right. I'm going to go to Hotels Tonight. Well, did you know that Expedia owns most of the online travels? Okay. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, that so makes I, sense. I, I don't know for sure, but I think they own PriceLine and they own Travelocity. Sure. And they own, you know, they
0: own most. That of the big sounds players. about right. Similar to Match, right? right? Match owns a lot right. of the dating websites. Okay, Reddit. Yes, love Reddit. Never at work though. <laughs> Never not at work. No, only at home. Reddit is far and away the most consumed digital website. I guess they're all digital. Yeah,
1: I don't think there are any analog
0: websites. <laughs> Reddit is the most consumed content. In my device library, right, far and away, yeah. like hundred x to anything else. Yeah,
1: you, you're the same. Oh yeah. What's second most? Breitbart. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones. No, really. I mean, I think if I'm going, if I'm going out there looking for information or you know content to sort of spend time on, I'm going to go to Reddit. I'm going to go to NBC News. I'm going to go to New York Times. Uh well, the
0: Velo Wood website
1: was supposed to be the answer there. Well, so I mean, I have written a lot of content there so I'm pretty familiar with it.
0: Now, I couldn't read cuz they were blocking some of it, but I you think the read? next one, well I couldn't read on the board. Oh, I
1: thought you could read After I read it,
0: no, I could definitely read. Oh, okay. Was I think it was Grubhub. Okay. Which is just not big in Texas. Do no. you ever
1: use it? No, I mean, I think it's bigger in cities like New York, yeah, DC cuz we have favor here. Right. Grubhub is more popular where you have restaurants that actually have their own delivery. Right. Because they're not using favor to deliver it. Right. They're using their own you know, the restaurant. Yeah. Mostly employees. walkable cities. Yeah. Right.
0: Then he had new Spotify. And then the last one, new Pied Piper, which I think is interesting that they're trying to equate Pied Piper with right. these yeah. industry giants. So anyway, that's how the episode started. Then we had the, the meeting of Richard with, I think there was the Octo... The Octopipers. The Octopipers. The guys are going to launch launch their platforms on PiperNet. And I 100% believe that this exists in Silicon Valley where there's so much startup activity. There are so many people who are trying to do groundbreaking things that you could probably get a number of very interesting or attractive startups to launch their startup on your platform. So he's going to launch it on their platform on PiperNet. The only ones I caught were Plucky. I'm not sure what Plucky does and the gay dating site, and then you had this whole theme, I guess, which was kind of the pervasive theme throughout the episode was that the gay dating site, no one cares, right? right? But the fact that the guy is Christian Yeah. Really out. So, I don't know how true that is out in California. I don't think that that would be that big of a deal. seemed like a little bit of a stretch for content. Right. And it kind of, it was funny at first, and if they just made one or two references to it, oh, he's Christian, right? That that was funny. Then they just beat it down, and this is what's in my mind, what's wrong with this season is they take one thing and they just... Like the whole Jin Yang and you're stupid or you're fat thing and then Dinesh is an
1: idiot. They just well, keep
0: stop beating the same thing into the ground.
1: Yeah, and that's... Listen, I love Verizon. I've been on Verizon's network for however many years, but this whole Verizon wireless ad campaign with... It's Thomas Middleditch, but he is really playing the character of... Richard. Richard, yeah. And it's just... Beating me down. Like we've it.
0: talked about, he's not growing any. Right. Right. He's super uncomfortable and awkward. But like right. at some point in time, you get less awkward. I was at the dentist yesterday, and I go what? to a dentist that is so fancy. What, what time is it? was that? 2 <laughs> 30? <laughs> ouch. It was, and they had a TV screen above you. So when you lean back in the chair, you're watching TV, which oh, is great. Oh, man. Yeah, very fancy. And they were running episodes of The Office. Did you know who Dwight Schrute's brother was in The Office? Who? Thomas Middleage. Huh. There's an episode, season nine, I believe it was, where Dwight's aunt dies and the brother comes and it's Thomas Middleich. Interesting. Yeah. And he was not, he was gangly, but he was not awkward. Right. He was not goofy. Anyway, so they're launching on PiperNet. You have the Octo Pipers, Octo Pipes? Octo Pipers. Octo Pipers. And he's trying to convince them to do that. That whole situation gets thrown into jeopardy because this guy, Dee, which is a funny name, that he's openly Christian. Uh, another plot that was going on Aaron is they are getting ready to launch the box three. Yeah. Right. And we had this whole presentation and as Gavin's leaving to go prepare for his launch by retreating to Jackson hole for a few days, which is what we should be doing here prior to these things. He says the bear is sticky. Does he say
1: the bear is sticky with honey? The bear or is sticky yeah. with honey. That's correct. Yeah.
0: And of course, he's referring to some honey, the honey bear that he's trying to put into his tea, yeah. right? And his underlings just think that is code word for something. And they spend who knows how much time and how much money. Trying to break that down.
1: I feel like you have said something similar <laughs> in the office before right. and thrown, you know, Brandlin and Kim and Salma just into like, what does he mean?
0: It, that was very eye-opening for me because I definitely know that I give instructions around here and they're just kind of flippant and off the cuff. And I come back the next day and I say, no, I don't want to do that anymore. And, you know, our producer has said, I just spent X amount of time right. investing into that. Yeah. so. Honestly, that was eye opening for me about being more clear with instruction and direction. So I think that's a good lesson that anyone out there can learn. I'll take a, a second to highlight that when you have employees or when you have contractors, you have to be crystal clear with your communication. And this is really important. If you're a business guy and you're talking to a developer or design guy, because you guys don't speak the same language. So please do that. I think the intent here was just to show what suck ups these guys are yeah. to Gavin, right? They're going to, they're going to really literally hang on every
1: word. And even bring in a real bear.
0: Bring in a real bear. And then they just scrap it, which I think shows you this is a good example of why small companies can pivot or turn much quicker than big companies. Because big companies will do things like that. Then they realize that that's not what he meant. Then who knows how much money they spent to bring the bear right. in. And then th- that money's just gone. Right? Yeah. That shareholder dollars are just lost. Which I saw a video on Reddit yesterday, which was a... Um,
1: after work hours, right? After work yeah. hours, definitely.
0: Oh, we've banned right here well you use a vpn to get around
1: it. Uh, no i actually i didn't know it had been banned because i never (laughs) try to go to the website when i'm here
0: (laughs) but i saw division three russian soccer team that had a bear as its mascot and they brought a bear a live bear out and it was clapping and
1: holding a soccer ball and throwing a soccer ball in.
0: i think bears are pretty smart animals
1: yeah smart enough to kill you like that (laughs) seemed incredibly dangerous
0: (laughs) this is this is russia
1: they do crazy things. i'm sure there's some russian people listening
0: right to this
1: Everything we say is the Russians are listening to.
0: (laughs) Okay. So they have that going on with the box three. You have the signature, which is just overtly a phallic symbol. Uh, I don't know what, what point in time someone's going to latch onto that again with this theme of, they're just beating the same thing over and over. How long is that signature going to last before someone calls it out at this point in time? Dozens of people have seen it. Right. Then Monica and Lori, get a huge opportunity for Pied Piper, they get them in with K-Hole. Oh, yeah. The new hot game developer. Yeah. So K-Hole is just a really funny name to me. I don't know why. Right. Sounds like A-Hole, but it's K and I I don't know. It's just yeah. an awkward letter. K-Hole. And K-Hole has their number one hit, Undead Sex Offender.
1: Right. right.
0: <laughs> Which is they're playing when Richard walks into the office and they're just completely destroying people and it's just all kinds of blood guts and gory. These shows are a lot funnier when I come back and review them with you. I want to let you know because I'm watching it. I'm just thinking this is not good entertainment. My wife is dozing off. I can barely keep her interested. But anyway, so they're trying to get k on. Well, k gets very threatened by the idea that one of the members of the
1: Octopipers is openly Christian. Right. What were your thoughts there, Aaron? I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a goofy plot line. I don't know how how accurate that is in the real Silicon Valley, but it seems seems a little forced. Of all the crazy things we have seen here, and people not wanting to
0: work with co-founders, or people not wanting to work in, with investors, or people not wanting to work with people in the community, I can't remember religion ever coming into play. Right. I feel like I've heard just about everything else. Yeah, And religion has never come into play. So... That seems pretty ridiculous. I know we talked about this, I think, a couple episodes ago. we were wondering how where do they get their information from, you know, right? Are they consulting with people in the valley? Right. This one seems pretty unbelievable. But anyways, we've got that situation. So Richard is once again thrust into a position where he has to fix something, right? He yeah. has to lead. Uh, he, he has to fix something he broke. That he broke. Inadvertently. Right. He broke it because he was awkward and you know, he was unprepared for the situation and it was something that was so minor to him. Let's just assume that being Christian is a big deal in Silicon Valley. Right. The fact that he was so oblivious to this. Yeah.
1: Right. When everyone else around the table knew it. Right. Didi knew it?
0: How is he so
1: disconnected? Right. Yeah. Even, I mean, Jared and Gilfoyle right. are offended that he right. outed Didi.
0: So I'm having a hard time with the continuity. Right. There. Jin Yang has disappeared gone back to China. I don't know if he got a better offer. I don't know if he had a TJ Miller type episode that we haven't read about yet. and He got kicked off the show. But the episode ends with them determining that, I guess, prior to Eric leaving, he had bought a Lamborghini, right? Or was it a Ferrari? What was the car that Jin Yang was driving? The yellow car? I thought it was a Corvette. Was a, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It was a Corvette. Okay. Prior to Eric leaving, he had bought that Corvette. And Jin Yang was driving it because he had somehow taken over all of Ehrlich's excuse me, possessions. And then Jin Yang disappears. They go to get the car towed. And they find out that it's
1: in Big Head's name. Right. I don't know why it would be in Big Head's it name. It wouldn't. If I mean, if the scenario that they're presenting is accurate and Ehrlich transferred all of his assets to the partnership that he had with Big Head, then the car would be in the partnership's name, not in Big Head's name. Yeah,
0: so let's do a little you know, fact-checking here. First of all, the whole process of Jin Yang being appointed the receiver of of Ehrlich's assets or the heir for Ehrlich's estate, that would be a family law matter. That would be wills and estates. Bighead and Ehrlich had a business agreement. They had a contract between them. I'm pretty sure they're treating it as a contractual partnership or you could have a general partnership, right? Right. which is where two parties hold themselves out to be in partnership without having a formal contract between them. But that is generally recognized as a relationship.
1: But there was discussion about Sending something to the state to dissolve the partnership. So I assume it's Correct. A, a, some sort of formal... So they had a
0: formal partnership,
1: and they're trying to figure
0: out who has the right to Ehrlich's possessions. And then what Aaron and I are asking is, how did this right come about? Right. So in a scenario where Bighead somehow had all of Ehrlich's... Or the partnership of the right to the possessions, that would be because Ehrlich had contributed those possessions into the partnership. There are some things that we see contributed into these entities. What is that typically,
1: Aaron? Assets related to the business. Right. And services, time, stuff related to the business the business can use in order to operate. One of the things that we have all of our
0: founders sign very early on is an IP assignment agreement. And that just gets all the IP related to a company in, out of their head and into the company so that there's never any disagreement over who owns the name, who owns the idea, who owns the domain name, things like that. You can contribute assets. Like Aaron said, you can contribute. You can agree to contribute time and services. You can also contribute money. So it's very possible that Ehrlich contributed all his assets. What I'm guessing happened, if they were going to go back and try and say, hey, look, no, this actually, this makes sense, is because I think Big Head put, t- put down like a million bucks for that party right. that they had. Yeah. So, Bachmanity. Er- Bachmanity, right. So Ehrlich might have come in and said, I will contribute my ownership to right. these. And we went back and watched an old episode that might have actually happened. But I'll contribute my ownership in all my portfolio companies and in my car to act as collateral right? or to right. kind of show that I'm contributing something. So if that is the case, we're going to, have to, we're going to have to just assume that that's true to move forward. Then the partnership owns it. So the partnership is 50-50 between BigHead and Ehrlich. And if Ehrlich truly has died, then the partnership would go 100% to BigHead.
1: Well, well, no, we'd go to Ehrlich's heirs. That's a good point. And that's, but that's the thing. is, like if Jin Yang went to court to get the court to determine Jin Yang to be the trustee or whatever, then... You're right. So we're right back where we started. And we're, it's, it's Big Head
0: and Jin Yang. Maybe they had a partnership that says... Maybe they had an agreement that says if one of us dies, the other one gets it. Maybe. Right? Probably I not. Think, I think
1: we're having to assume
0: a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. So for a series that had so much stuff that was... You know, so many plot lines... We're on par, we're believable, we're credible. We're typical of what we've seen, they have really, really started to get out there.
1: But I wonder if that was part of the problem is that they were creating a show that appealed to a very small set of the viewers, and now they needed a, a, right. a broader audience. Yeah. And, yeah, we're certainly not in the
0: position to go and critique other shows. I'm sure they all take all sorts of liberties right. uh, with putting their plot lines or storylines together. So the end of the show ends there. I guess the, that's the cliffhanger is what's going to happen now and who owns what. And does Big Head now have 10%, which is fine because I like Big Head. Yeah. I like, I like him like a lot him more, him. more than I like uh, than I like Jin Yang. And I like how Big Head's house or apartment is just littered with all kinds of stuff from Stanford, right? Right. somehow thought of class there. Yeah. But that wraps up our thoughts on Season 5, Episode 4. Questions or comments, please email us, podcast at baylowwoodlaw.com. Our show notes you can find on our blog, velawoodlaw.com or via the link in the iTunes episode description. This is the Silicon Valley Review Podcast. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Five stars only. Thank you.
1: Vailawood podcasts are recorded in our Dallas office in Mockingbird Station. You can find all of our podcasts, including Office Hours, Three Things, and Silicon Valley Review, on the iTunes Store. For questions, comments, or suggestions, email us at podcasts at vailawoodlaw.com.